Hello and welcome to the Informed Traveler podcast, part of the Informed Traveler radio show, which is heard each week on Chorus Radio. It's a travel podcast where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveler. And I'm your host, Randy Sharman. On our show this week, since the land border to the U.S. has opened up and the travel advisory against non-essential travel has been lifted... In a few moments, we'll review what you need to know about any updates to travel health insurance, especially when it comes to COVID coverage. Then we'll head to Prince Edward County in Ontario, not Prince Edward Island, but Prince Edward County, which is home to the Merrill House Hotel, located only a few hours from Toronto along the northeastern shore of Lake Ontario. It's a unique boutique hotel, so we're going to find out more about it in our hotel spotlight. And later in the show, we've got a special announcement regarding an upcoming cruise to Alaska in 2022. But first, we're going to start things out, getting an update on some of the new coverages available when it comes to travel health insurance. So joining us again, like he usually does when it comes to all things travel health insurance related, is Will McAleer. He is the Executive Director of the Travel Health Insurance Association of Canada. Their website is Thea, T-H-I-A, online.com. Hi, Will. Hi, thanks for having me today. Well, it's uh, been a while since we spoke, and a few things are uh, are happening. One is the uh, U.S. borders opening on Monday. What should Canadians know when it comes to travel health insurance uh, regarding that? Has anything changed since the last time we talked? Well, what we've seen is not only is that border opening and there, there seems to be great demand and interest to line up at the border and get across as soon as it opens. The other thing that's changed is that Canada has removed its global health travel advisory. Mm-hmm. So really, in essence, what that means is many more travel insurance options are going to be available to Canadians when they think about maybe getting a little bit of protection before they make that trip across. Now, uh, I did travel to Las Vegas uh, about six weeks ago. And the one thing, of course, you still have to have that PCR test coming back, that negative uh, COVID test to come back into Canada. One thing that I always wondered, though, uh, are there policies available to cover you in the event that you test positive before coming home and you're kind of stuck uh, in the place that you're, you're at for about 14 days, the way I understand it? Yeah, look, one of the big concerns about traveling at this time is, yeah, what happens if you do that test and before you get back, you're, you're, you're already asked to quarantine. So that means you can, you can be looking at hotel meal expenses Mm -hmm. and things like that. And there are some policies that will cover you sort of a, a modest per diem. Typically that's maybe somewhere around hundred to $200 a day. They cap it at typically about 10 days. So there is a little bit of, of risk that uh, that people have to consider when they're going away as well. Well, something is better than nothing. And uh, it's almost it's, you're almost better off to actually go to the hospital because there are policies that will cover you if you do get sick, right? Well, look, if you get sick, the costs associated with that sickness, whether it be COVID or something else, are going to be what's covered under your travel insurance policy. Um, on the testing side, now that's a whole other question. Uh, you're, you're not going to get covered for the test that you need to come back. Uh, and quite frankly, that PCR test, something that the government needs to look at uh, revising or perhaps even removing. 
Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the four golden rules. I'm looking on your website, uh, theaonline.com. You talk about them. Know your policy, know your health, know your trip, and know your rights. You, uh, your organization always comes out with those things. If you're doing those things, uh, you should be covered quite well. Well, look, you want to make sure that if you do have any health concerns that you're, you're, you're asking the questions. You're asking that, okay, am I going to be covered for maybe my breathing disorder that I've got? Maybe I've got asthma. How am I going to be covered? In addition to the obvious, okay, if I get COVID. Uh, so that's knowing your health. Then you take that when you're applying and make sure you really understand the policy. Is it going to be covered? Knowing your trip involves, are you going to be doing anything that's a little more adventurous than you might do at home? Mm. Are you going to go out and, and maybe do some risky types of behavior because we've all been kind of locked up for the last couple of years. What are you going to be doing? Make sure that that bungee jumping or maybe hang gliding that you might want to do, make sure that it's going to be covered. And then make sure that you're understanding your policy, making sure that uh, you're, you're not only asking the questions, but that you're submitting the right documentation at time of claim. Because remember, that's how insurers make the decisions about whether or not they're going to approve or perhaps even deny that claim. Those four things pretty much cover it. If you, if you know your policy, you know your own health as far as pre-existing conditions, you know that you're not going to be uh, you know jumping off cliffs or anything like that, <laughs> uh, bungee jumping, and if you know your rights, the, that, that does cover all the bases, doesn't it? It really does. Now, in terms of knowing your travel, another thing to think about is over the last couple of years and, and the pandemic, the situation has changed. Uh, not all places that we might consider to have been safe prior to the pandemic fared so well, either politically or economically. Um, uh, even modest crime rates start to rise in some of these areas. So you want to try to find a way to check and see what it's like on the ground. That may not be an issue for us thinking about November 8th and traveling over the border, but it might be if maybe I was going to go to a place like, say, Colombia, mm-hmm. right? What's it like there? Maybe what are the COVID levels like? Are they testing to the same degree they are in other places? So really trying to understand that a little bit will help you understand the risk that you might be undertaking. And it might be different now than it was before the pandemic. Always comes back to the same advice, doesn't it? Ask lots of questions. Again, ask lots of questions, make sure you're getting the right answers, and uh, they're always toll-free numbers, things like that, to support. So it should be fairly easy. Mm-hmm. Will McAleer is the Executive Director of the Travel Health Insurance Association of Canada, THIA, T-H-I-A, online.com is their website. It's uh, always a pleasure to chat, Will. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, if you're looking for a unique, quiet getaway idea, there's a place located just a few hours outside of Toronto in Prince Edward County, Ontario, called Merrill House. So joining us now to give us an idea on what it's like to stay a night or two there is Jordan Martin de Rosales. He is the owner and creative director of Merrill House. Their website is merrill-house.com. Hi, Jordan. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm excited to hear about uh, Merrill House. How did it become what it is today? Yeah, so I bought it three years ago, uh, and time has transformed it into something. It was uh, built in 1878 for the first magistrate of Prince Edward County, the county judge, 
and uh, has lived many lives in that time. Um, it became a, sort of a country inn in 1982. And with the renovations I've done, uh, the idea is really now that it's a boutique luxury hotel and an all-encompassing experience. So we have a restaurant right on site, uh, lots of different activities, our own museum, and every room individually designed. Well, it looks really cool. Uh, again, I'm looking on your website, merrill-house.com. Uh, so let's do the basics now. Where is it located? How do you get there? So Prince County is an island in Lake Ontario. We're about uh, two hours from Toronto, four hours from Montreal. Um, you can come by bridge very easily. Also, there's a very quaint ferry to get here. It, uh, for many years, was just known for its wonderful beaches. We have the largest freshwater sand dunes in the world. But in the past couple of decades, it's really emerged as a wine region. Uh, so we talk about terroir and wine. The, the soil and climate here are very similar to Burgundy. And so we have a lot of people experimenting with Pinot Noir and Chardonnay. And now with over 70 vineyards in Prince Edward County, uh, it's, it's really becoming a wine destination as well. And on the back of that, a farm-to-table and culinary destination. And one of the cool things you have, like, it's not a... It is big, but it isn't big. You know what I mean? It's not like a... a that's what gives it its, its charm, I think, the fact you have 14 individually themed guest rooms. So it's big, like, it's, a, it's big that way, but it's not like it's one of those big corporate 300-room hotel type things. So it's got its charm to it, right? Yeah, it's very much a boutique hotel. So, as I said, it was built as a private family home. And so I do like to retain some of that feeling that when you arrive, you're arriving to sort of this grand home. We have a head butler that sort of looks after everyone's uh, individual needs. And so you do feel like you're sort of stepping back into a Victorian household with that level of hospitality um, like you said, 14 rooms uh, and suites, so some of them have their own sitting rooms, wood-burning fireplaces, uh, jacuzzi, that sort of thing. So in that sense, um, every time one returns, they can have a slightly different experience. Well, it sounds great. And you mentioned wine, too. So, But describe some of the rooms. Uh, do you have a couple favorites? Or I know it's like asking a parent about their favorite child, probably. <laughs> Yeah, well, the tower suite is quite cool, actually. Um, we have a three-story tower that's sort of a, a key feature of the And inside on the third floor is actually a jacuzzi, and it's um, our town picked in very amazing tower, at least two inches. It's still very stable, but uh, adds a nice layer of charm. Um, and in, the, in that suite, one is sort of tucked up uh, amongst the treetops. Um, the own suite is the largest with a couple bathrooms and a large sitting room. It was my home for a couple of years when I first bought Merrill, uh, and I no longer live there now. It's rented out with lots of artifacts and, and art uh, that I've collected in lots of travels uh, from around the world. And so, well, we're getting into winter season here now. Uh, so how far do people book in advance and do you have regular people that come back? And I'm assuming this is more of a couple's retreat. Uh, they can have a, you know, a nice romantic dinner and explore the area a bit, drink some wine, that type of experience, right? 
Yeah, we get tons of couples, people coming to celebrate landmark birthdays, anniversaries, that sort of thing. As far as booking in advance, uh, I would highly recommend booking months in advance for summer. I mean, our weekends for next year are already going, but we certainly have lots of availability for winter retreats uh, and getaways uh, as as, uh, that's sort of our low season here in Prince Edward County. But still tons to do, still lots going on right at Merrill House. Food and wine goes very, very well together. Uh, The experience must be uh, incredible, though. Yeah, so we have the only Wine Spectator awarded seller between Toronto and Ottawa. So we have about 350 different wines. Uh, half of them are from Prince Edward County. The other half are Old World or elsewhere, such as California. So we offer wine education. You can do tastings with our sommeliers. Um, but as far as the experience, we have a museum that has a natural history exhibit, a history exhibit. We offer virtual reality experiences. We have a barrel sauna, a number of fireplaces that, you know, you can have fireside hot chocolate, sparkling wine, that sort of thing. So the idea is really one can arrive for for a weekend in the winter and be quite content to just stay and be cozy inside right at Merrill House. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned wine education because uh, I, I don't I wouldn't call myself a wine connoisseur, so I, I wouldn't be intimidated by uh, by going there and, and tasting some of the wines. There's something for everyone, really, whether it's just an introductory class to tasting or it's your first time in Prince Edward County and you want to get an idea of what some of the local wines are like. Or if you're more experienced, we can get into some serious Burgundies or Bordeaux. We offer verticals, for example. So if you're looking for a really unique uh, culinary and, and wine experience, uh, it's definitely a hot place in Canada at the moment. Mm. I noticed on your list of rooms you have a haunted room. Tell me about that. So there are uh, many sightings uh, in the haunted room, both for housekeepers and guests. So I've sort of uh, decided that it, that it would be interesting to, to really focus on that. We've had a paranormal activity team come in and identify certain spirits. Given the age of the house and the number of occupants it's had, I suppose it's unsurprising that there might be some hauntings. And, and, I, and I think that a Gothic revival house is sort of the archetype of, of a haunted house. So people really enjoy it. People will come or bring reading materials. So people have a lot of fun with it. Is there a room that uh, sells out uh, faster than another? Like people, is there a more popular one than, than others? So we have a dreaming suite, which has a beautiful mural of the sky on the ceiling. It's actually the original master bedroom of the house. So it's incredibly popular. It has a wood burning fireplace. Uh, it's a very large room as well. So especially in these cooler months, uh, it's always the first one to go. Being a, a couple hours drive from Toronto, do you, do you get people outside of Ontario that come visit you uh, as, I wouldn't say regulars, but maybe every couple, three years or something to that effect? Absolutely. With COVID, it's been a little different. Certainly lots of people from Quebec, but in normal times, yeah, we're getting people from all over Canada, the UK, Germany, Australia, even. It's a really convenient stop if one's doing a road trip from, say, Toronto to Montreal or Quebec City. So, uh, you know, you can come and spend a night or two, break up your drive from one point to the other. 
Yeah, it sounds like it would be a fantastic little road trip to do. Uh, it is the uh, Merrill House. Jordan Martin de Rosales is the owner and creative director at Merrill House. You can find out all kinds of information on their website, merrill-house.com. Uh, it was uh, fun chatting with you, Jordan. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great day. Well, have you ever taken a cruise to Alaska? If you have, you know it's one of the most scenic cruises you can take. And if you haven't cruised to Alaska, or if you haven't been on a cruise to Alaska for a while, we've got one booked for next year, and we want you to join us. And by us, I mean travel expert Onanta Forbes. You know her. She joins us each week to do our weekly travel news recap, and myself. So joining me now to give you all the details is Onanta Forbes. Her website is onantaforbes.com. Hello again, Onanta. Hi, Randy. How are you? Long time no talk. I know, right? It's like we haven't talked in ages. Let's talk about this exciting uh, thing that we're going to do. We've never done this before, actually. And that is uh, we're going to invite listeners to come join us, you, me, uh, to an Alaska cruise. Uh, So let's start with the basics here of the dates, the itinerary, the ship. Where are we going? How long are we going for? (laughs) And when? Exciting. I, I know. Wait. So we're going to set sail on May 29th to June 5th next year. And we're going to be traveling on um, Celebrity Eclipse, and it's an award-winning ship. And it has so much um, amenities and activities to keep you entertained and well-fed while at sea. So this is a bucket list experience for most travelers. Cruising to Alaska gives you the opportunity to sail across 500 miles of Alaskan wilderness known as the Inside Passage. Highlights will include Alaska's capital of um, Juneau, mm-hmm. where you can visit the 13-mile-long Mendehall Glacier or go hiking in Tongass National Forest uh, during our day in port. It's also famous for dog sledding and um, incredible glaciers. Other highlights will be our day in the salmon capital of the world, Kitchikan and Sitka, also famous for its uh, fishing as well as showcasing Alaska's culturally-rich history and community. So aren't those great places to go? Yes, I've been to all of them. Uh, It's been a number of years since I've been to them. We'll be starting in Vancouver, which is a great place to start because there's so many ways to get there from uh, Western Canada or from wherever you want to. And you can do, you can stay there for a couple of nights in Vancouver if you want to, and then board the ship. I'm assuming it's going to be at Canada Place, which is uh, a fabulous spot in itself. And then uh, cruising through the Inside Passage is really, really cool. So you know, not only do you get there sailing out, you get to sail in the Inside Passage uh, sailing back. It is really cool because the ships have to time it. Um, mm-hmm. So when the tide comes in and there's high water, they can't just go at any time of the day, so they time it. And really, you're you're only a few hundred yards from land. You're sailing in between. So it's a, this is a great cruise for first-time cruisers, isn't it? It is, absolutely. And, you know, the destination of the cruise ship is not only for first-time cruisers, but for multi-generational families 
couples and people who um, are going on a solo basis. So there's something for everyone. And um, our uh, departure on May 29th, um, our uh, offer includes all your drinks, the Wi-Fi tips are included in your cruise passage. There's currently a half-off second guest promo that's in addition to our exclusive rates. So there's definitely savings to be had. Mm-hmm. Prices are in Canadian dollars, which is great. Um, on board, you do have to pay in U.S. dollars, but um, starts off good with our Canadian dollar. And then, as you say, leave and report, uh, leave and return to a Canadian port. Mm-hmm. So it's really a nice um, way to uh, enjoy um, the, the start of summer, really, as you head to Alaska, the last frontier. <laughs> well, you can bet that the people in Alaska will be very glad to see us because it'll be two years since oh. they've had uh, any ships come from a Canadian port, any Canadians via uh, ship coming to see them. So they'll be welcoming with open arms, I'm sure. Uh, like I said, I've been to Sitka. It's a really cool little place. Uh, and then Juno, of course, you mentioned some of the things you can do. Ketchikan, uh, like the, the whole town area is got a gold mining vibe to it type thing. I'm, I'm trying to describe it, but it's, it's like the old wild west kind of, uh, uh, feel to it. So when I was in Alaska, it's funny you should mention gold, um, mining or, such. What brought that to mind was um, one of my excursions that I did in Alaska was panning for gold in a river, and it was really quite fun. And you know, you, you wouldn't, you don't get big hunks of gold, but you get little flecks. So it's kind of exciting. Hmm. Well, let's talk about a few of the other excursions. The one thing that I will recommend: uh, anything that has a salmon bake added to it. You got to do that because, right. yeah, we've, we've had salmon in restaurants served uh, here and stuff, and it's great. Nothing beats a salmon bake in the open, in the fresh air, in the uh, wilds of Alaska, that's for sure. Right, and, and we're um, going to have different sort, short excursions that you can look into and, you know, partic- participating while we're on our cruise. So, as you say, one of them is a salmon bake, we're, and that can happen on June 2nd when we're in Juneau. And what, talking about short excursions, um, you can experience more from your cruise by taking advantage of the short excursions offer. Short excursions on this cruise are very popular and booking up fast. So as soon as you book your cruise passage, book your short excursions to avoid uh, disappointment. Mm-hmm. Well, and one of the things, and we don't know what it's going to be like as far as COVID restrictions on a ship in uh, May. Hopefully they've relaxed them qu- quite a bit. But really, you are sailing in a bubble uh, right now. If you were to take a cruise right now, you're sailing in a bubble. They, you, uh, you get tested before you get on the ship. Uh, you have to be vaccinated. That's the one thing we should say. And then the short excursions themselves, you can only do the ship-run shore excursions for now. That may change. So I don't want to get into too many details to bog down because uh, we don't know what it's going to be like uh, in May. Hopefully everything will be uh, opened up and, and we won't have to worry about it too much. But I'm assuming you're going to have to be vaccinated and, and those uh, types of things. Absolutely. And just getting feedback from people that are actually starting to cruise um, um, the fall of 2021 this year is that um, they feel very safe on board. They, uh, they, all the, re- the um, requirements for COVID regulations are observed, but it's done very graciously and very professionally by the crew. So um, be assured that we'll make sure that 
you know all the details before you go on board, so you feel fully prepared for to embark on this adventure. And that's a great point of some of the questions that you um, that uh, our friends that are going to join us will ask, and probably one of them will be, "What about the weather?" Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> So while the the state is beautiful during any season, the best time to cruise to Alaska is between um, May and September. Um, The days are longer and less chance of precipitation, but definitely um, I would recommend, number one, when you pack, pack it so that you can layer up. So if it's cool, you have layers that will keep you warm, and then as it gets warmer, you can shred them. Mm-hmm. Well, I think a lot of people are used to uh, hiking in the mountains, so it's similar to that, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You get prepared so you can layer. Uh, yeah, it's cooler in the mornings. I will say about the, about Hubbard Glacier when you're uh, and you don't get off the ship, uh, you're you're just sort of watching the glacier from uh, the the ship itself. It is rather chilly because <laughs> you're mm-hmm. surrounded by uh, cold air and cold water. So yeah, you want to make sure you have a sweater or something like that. And and uh, as the day warms up uh, when you're in Juneau or Ketchikan or areas like that. And yes, it can rain. Um, mm-hmm. So be prepared for that. So, But yeah, you know, I, I think we're, it's, it's no different than taking a trip to the mountains to Jasper or uh, to uh, Banff for the day or for a few days. That's right. And, you know, as you say, going through the Inside Passage, you're going to get lots of um, photo opportunities, whether it's wildlife or the majestic scenery. So remember to bring your binoculars. Mm-hmm. Yes, good point. Very good point. Uh, I don't know how many times I've heard bear, <laughs> port side. <laughs> and the ship, the ship will go. Yes, all the people will go to the to the port side, which is on the left, by the way. Uh, so let's just reiterate the itinerary again. Uh, oh, yeah, we should tell how many cabins we have as well. Yes, we have um, a limited number, exclusive rates just for our departure. And it's, uh, we have 50 cabins, so um, come on board because it will, uh, the space will go very quickly. Mm-hmm. It's 15, not 50, one five cabins. And they're, oh, different, yeah. they're different categories, right? They start from inside all the way up to the, the um, yeah, exactly. So again, the itinerary, May 29th to uh, June the 5th. We start in Vancouver, sail through the Inside Passage. That's a day trip. Uh, stop in Sitka. There's a day uh, cruising around the Hubbard Glacier area, which is absolutely gorgeous. Speaking of uh, bringing your camera and, and your uh, binoculars, uh, Juneau, Ketchikan, and then sailing back through the Inside Passage, stopping again, uh, letting you off in Vancouver, where you can spend a couple days and, and, and enjoy Vancouver as well. So where do people go, Onanta, to find out more information? Well, definitely, we can go to my website at onantaforbes.com. There's a link that will go through more details about this trip and then the opportunity to contact me um, to discuss further and to reserve if you wish. We hope you do join us. So, um, yeah, it's, it, it's available through uh, myself um, or call me. 403-660-7374. Perfect. You can also go on the Informed Traveler website, theinformedtraveler.org. All those links will be there as well. Uh, Onanta, I'm excited. We'll be talking about it uh, in the coming weeks and months. We'll get uh, some folks on from Celebrity to talk a little bit more about the uh, ship itself. We'll get some people from Alaska to talk about uh, Juneau and Ketchikan and and more information. But really, uh, the savings that, uh, that Celebrity has on right now, December December 13th is, is the deadline if you want to jump in on extra savings that Celebrity has going on right now, right? 
That's correct. So um, we can talk about that when you give me a call or contact me. But you're right. There is um, uh, a good savings um, in addition to our exclusive rate. So it's going to be a very affordable uh vacation for um, our guests that are joining us. Mm-hmm. Again, Onanta Forbes, travel expert. You can find her on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Onanta Forbes. And that website, again, if you want more information about our cruise, onantaforbes.com. Chat next week, Onanta. You bet. Take care, Randy. And that is this week's Informed Traveler podcast. Remember, this is the podcast version of the Informed Traveler radio show, which is heard each week on Chorus Radio. You can find more information on the show at our website, theinformedtraveler.org. So thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, let us know, leave a review, tell a friend, or you can drop me a line. My email is randy at theinformedtraveler.org. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash informedtraveler or follow me on Twitter at informedtraveler. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.